Well, good morning to those of you that may join in today for our episode today of Bible Bites, episode number 10, and today we are reading in Genesis 30 through 31. <clears throat> and I do hope that you are reading the Bible through this year in whatever Bible plan you're using. <clears throat> the one that we'll be talking about today comes from Genesis 30 and 31, our reading for today. And uh, so welcome to you as you join in. Um, I was reading in Genesis 30 and 31, and of course we, here we find out about um, all of the sons of Jacob, their names, what their names mean. We're given the story about uh, those and, and who the mothers were for, for all of his 12 sons and his daughter Dinah. And <clears throat> then we're also told about how he served Jacob additionally for uh, the purposes of um, getting his wages and, and being blessed of the Lord so that he could then follow the call of God because the call of God comes to him in Genesis 31 and tells him it's time to go back home. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's been serving Laban now for 20 years, and it's time for him to pack up, take his wives and his children, and go back to the land that God promised him. Remember, he's in the land of Padan Aram in the Syrian territory at this time, and um, that's not the land that God promised to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and his descendants. The land he promised them was the land of Canaan, the promised land that, that he promised to Israel as their possession, as their inheritance. So it's time for Jacob to, to pack up everybody and head back home. And so he is attempting to do that, and, and we read the story about that. And the thing that struck me, you know, the story is pretty familiar, and, and we know how they make the, they set up the pillar as a witness between their covenant that they'll not, you know, harm one another and that Laban is not going to come after Abe, um, Jacob past that point of that pillar, and Jacob's not going to come after Laban past the point of that pillar, and that pillar becomes a, a witness and a, and a watch. It's, it's like a watch to them, um, and God uses that. God takes covenant very, very seriously, and we'll see that as we go through some of the Old Testament scriptures, particularly later when we get to um, the reign of King David and, and so forth, we'll understand a little bit more about the importance of covenant. But the, the thing that I wanted to just point out this morning, and this may be a kind of oft overlooked um, portion that you may or may not pick up on, I'm not sure, but it, it struck me, and that is in verse 42 and again in verse 53, there is a, um, an attribution of God that you don't find very often in the scriptures, but I think it's worth at least noting. And that is this. Ab uh, Jacob refers to God in verse 42 as the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac. And then again in verse 53, he speaks about the God of their father, judge between us, and it goes on and it says, And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. 
And God has many names through scripture. And I've done a, a series, a volume one of a series on the names of God, um, a video Bible teaching. You're certainly welcome to look at that. It should be available still on this same Facebook page. Um, you can look in the archives and the videos and find those, and you can understand. And there's many more names that we didn't even get to cover in volume one. So we may do volume two at a later time. There are many names in scripture, and I believe there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, first of all, for one thing, for every need that we have, God has an, an, a name, so to speak. It, he, has, <clears throat> he has covenanted with his people, and in so doing, he also adds to his covenant name what he offers his people or what will meet their need. For instance, there are times in our life when we are suffering from extreme grief or anguish or whatever, and we need Yahweh Shalom. We need his peace. We need him to be a present peace to us in that moment. There are times in our life when we are suffering through some sickness or affliction, and we need Yahweh Rophe, the Lord our healer. There are times when we need the Lord our shepherd to lead us. And so he has provided in the essence of his name, he has given us those um, those additional attributes, I guess, if you will, or attributions that, that specify different ways he will meet our needs, different ways he will touch us and be there for us. And so that's one reason you find many names in scripture. Another reason I believe is because one name it cannot, one English word, one Hebrew word, one Greek word, one Latin word, whatever translation you've got, one is not enough to cover the whole of who he is. One word cannot express all of who he is to us. And so I believe there, there's a couple of reasons for the various names in Scripture. But the one that really kind of struck out to me today is this one called the fear of Isaac. And particularly in our day, today, in our culture and in our society, we don't always like to associate fear with God. And I think part of that is because we may have a misunderstanding of what that really means. The Bible in other places and through the reading of scripture, you'll find it in other places, it speaks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, for instance. The fear of the Lord is a good thing for us to have. And I think sometimes in our culture today, we lose sight of that. We want to understand that God is all loving and merciful and great and compassionate, and that is true. But at the same time, he is also holy and just and worthy of respect and worthy of reverence. He is not to be taken lightly. His word is not to be taken lightly. He is to be highly esteemed. The glory of God, that word for glory, kabod, means weightiness, value, 
honor. It's, it's talking about a heaviness. There's a heaviness to God. And if you've ever experienced the presence of the almighty God, like a glory cloud that comes in maybe to a church service or whatever, you know what I'm talking about. There's a heaviness to that presence. And it's not a heaviness in a weightiness that is pushing on us and that is condemning us or that is hard to bear. It, it just reminds us of the awesomeness of who he is. When he came down at Mount Sinai, there were thunderings and lightnings. The earth even was burned because of the glory of his weighty presence, because of the fire associated with his presence. When he came down in the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, there, was, there were tongues of fire. There were loud noises and a rushing wind, like a violent wind uh, sound that came through because there's a weightiness to the presence of God. In Revelation, you read about the angels, the, the four living creatures and how they will proclaim, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, he is holy. And then the 24 elders are always bowing down and reverencing him. There is, there is a fearful element to the presence of God. And it's not something to be dreaded. It's not something to be scared of, but it is something to honor and to reverence. He is a holy God, and He is worthy of our honor. He is worthy of giving Him His high esteem, giving Him His honor, giving Him His highest place. And I believe that's what Jacob is referring to here when he calls him the fear of Isaac. Isaac recognized the holiness of God, had a reverence for the presence of God and for his power and for his awesomeness. And so I pray that that blesses you today. Don't be scared of that. The fear of the Lord is a good thing if we understand it in its truest context. And the fear of the Lord is talking about that reverential uh, that reverential aspect, that reverential um, thought and, and understanding of God that He is holy and He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our highest esteem. He is worthy to hold the highest place in our heart. So I pray that that will touch your heart today, that that will be a blessing to you, and that you will uh, understand God in all of his, all of his elements, all of the features, all of the, the um, attributes of God, that they become alive to you in a fresh way this year, and that you give him that place of honor that he deserves in your heart, in your life, in your thoughts, and in everything that concerns you. And may God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me. Join me again for another episode as God is working through us with his word as we read through his word this year. God bless you today. Amen.